All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Speaking of passion, I am really enthused to have Jeff Bennett on the show today. So Jeff is the CEO of Higgy. And uh, I love this company. I love the machines. I love the kiosks that they provide. But most importantly, they're ushering in a really modern paradigm. Um, you've probably gone to supermarkets and seen some of their kiosks, but they're doing so much more. They're doing a lot of interesting things um, in this space, but uh, I don't want to steal his thunder. Uh, Jeff, thank you for making time and for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, transport is back. Take us back to where it all started and to... Um, a little bit about your background. Tell us about, you know, the series of steps that you've gone through and kind of the series of steps that you've went through uh, to take you to where you're at today. Sure, yeah, I think uh, if you want to start the story where really it's all started, my mind was uh, on a Sunday morning um, uh, back in uh, 1982, <laughs> if you want to go back that far. Uh, my father came home uh, from a conference from Indianapolis, and we were going to be going to church that morning. And instead of going to church, uh, he showed up with his hand over his heart and more or less just crying, um, and he was having a heart attack. So um, that uh, led to him uh, going to the hospital and, and luckily uh, surviving through a, a couple a couple heart attacks that day. Uh, luckily, the, the healthcare uh, professionals were able to help him. Um, and uh, ever since that point, um, you know, my life, my mom's life, my brother's life uh, changed, and we uh, we we basically helped my dad live for another thirty years with heart disease. So that's wow. that's where it all started. But um, you know, it was, it was a lot more than that because um, nine days later, after that that my dad's heart attack, um, my my uncle, my dad's brother, who was thirty eight years old, my dad was forty two, uh, unfortunately passed away from a heart attack at the office. Oh, wow. So um, it was it was a double whammy uh, for our our family, and uh, as I always tell people, I'm so grateful that you know I had 30 years because unfortunately, um, you know, my cousins and my uncle uh, didn't uh, didn't have that. So mm-hmm. um, you know, w- the struggles that came from that, we'll speak a little in a little second, but really that's that's where it all started, and uh, it was a, a a shocking change to your life as everyone's been living through different things in their life and medical issues happen. Uh, that was my my origin, I guess. And and I can talk a little more about kind of what we did for the next 30 years, but that's where it started. Uh, No, I really appreciate you sharing that. Definitely. Obviously with, with any hero's journey, right? There's always this, this catalyst refining or defining moment that sets a series of refining steps to, to take you where you're at today. Obviously you're, you're, you're working. So I appreciate you sharing that. Jeff, you're working on so many interesting things. You're seeing so many different healthcare trends. You're, you're absorbing and ushering in so many interesting new concepts with, with services. Tell us about one thing or two things, right, that you're working on right now or seeing that has your captivation and your passion right now. And, you know, tell us about what they are, but also why. Yeah. And, and I'll do that now. I'll tie back into the, the, the origins of the story with that because, you know, the reason my dad lived for those 30 years was in part because we had great surgeons and great cardiologists that were helping him through that journey. He had four open heart surgeries mm-hmm. along with a whole host of other issues. 
but really what what kept him going was uh his his caregivers right the people that were helping him through the way and the number one caregiver was my mother uh but there are other points of trust that were throughout the community uh whether it was uh, the person that ran his his rehab that would wait for him and tell him to get out of the office and they wouldn't start the class until everyone showed up to the class to keep everyone in rehab uh, or it was the minister at church that reminded him that he had three boys and he had to kind of keep himself in good health because he had three boys. Uh, so, so those things translated into some of the things that are really exciting me today um, uh, in healthcare that we're seeing, where we're really looking at things, you know, outside of the four walls of the hospital and how can we uh, better uh, leverage um, points of trust in the community and run programs that identify, you know, activate consumers in their health. Um, and uh, lead to identification of issues sooner. So maybe hopefully before that heart attack or before that that uh, that person's di- you know, diagnosed with diabetes, uh, and we get them to a journey that actually helps them uh, live a more, more healthy days. Because um, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is avoid people from getting to those chronic conditions and living days in which uh, more of their days are spent being uh, managing their illness or being sick than than uh, being being healthy. I love so, it. I guess with 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 that question that you had, I mean, some some of the examples of things that that really excite me, uh, you know, in even what we're doing today is uh, what CMS announced, where they put a new standard for data interoperability and patient access, uh, really putting the, the muscle behind an issue that really empowers consumers to to engage in their own health uh, as as owners of their own data. That was a tenant when we started Higgy, uh, which wasn't easy to start. I mean, we we created this with the concept that the consumer owned their data in 2011. And we scaled to have 8 million users, uh, you know, nearly over 50 million unique, uh, sorry, 8 million users, 50 million unique individuals have touched our platform. Uh, and in all cases, the consumer owns their data. Uh, and now that CMS has come out and really announced that and, and amplified by a lot of the other technologies that are going out with wearables and other consumer health technology companies, really to give the consumer the power where they they can control their information and they can share that information with someone they trust to get actionable recommendations. You know, whether that's your doctor, whether that's your coach, your pharmacist, um, and those, those are, I think, critical elements of something that really excites me because without that, uh, without having access to your data, uh, really we're, we're encumbered by waiting for someone to either get sick enough where they can go to the hospital um, and they get coverage, even if those are insurance or they don't have insurance, right? Or you schedule an appointment if you have good enough insurance and you can see the doctor, but that still may be two or three months before you get into the doctor's appointment. So how do we empower the consumer? And uh, some of the work that CMS is doing is, is really exciting um, and where they're taking it. I love it. I love it, Jeff. Yeah, no, exciting changes that are upon us. You know, obviously, you know, societal changes, legislative uh, things that CMS is putting out. Um, tell us a little bit more about... Um, um, so Higgy's, you know, getting some interesting placement out there and ushering in an interesting paradigm for our listeners out there. Maybe you can describe just a quick high level about Higgy, the disruption that you guys are providing into the market and where you see that service going, not just so much the kiosk, right? It's, it's, it's just as much about information and kind of workflow if anything. So just to, love to hear a little bit about the present and future from a Higgy perspective. Yeah, thanks. Um, so really excited about where we're taking this platform. Um, so as, as some may know, we have a health station, which is an FDA uh, class two medical device that takes blood pressure, weight and pulse. And we have over 10,000 of those deployed across the country, do a million tests every week. 
um, on that platform and over 300 million screens have been done since we've uh, started the company and, and launched the first station in, in 2012. But what the company is doing and what the company offers is really a, a consumer engagement platform that can be used as a new access point to healthcare. And what we've done is we've vertically integrated into points of trust throughout the community. So the first points of trust that we integrated into was the retail pharmacy and grocery store. So uh, this is a place where consumers go regularly. They have a trusted relationship. Um, and what our platform allows is for any organization that's trying to reach that individual to, to download their application or their assessment to that platform so that they can uh, have that individual do a screening, understand risk factors from that consumer, but also provide actual health recommendations back to that consumer in real time through mobile and web, which might mean that they have to go talk to a doctor or have a telehealth appointment or get some labs. Um, and moving them through mobile and web experiences and reminders of things they should do when they're not at the station. So part of the, 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 the value of this is you know, onboarding users through digital mechanisms or through the station, keeping them engaged, but always providing that, that physical presence that allows for a consumer free of charge to do a, a health screening and a biometric test uh, that they can keep on their own and own as a, a personal uh, yeah, record that they own as their data, but also share that with an organization so they can get some recommendations on what else they can do to be healthier. I love it. I love it. And, and um, with this placement, this distribution, the set of services and access to data that you're getting, obviously you're ushering in and supporting this new mindset of you know putting health, as you're mentioning, like putting health back into the hands of the consumer, right? Um, where do you see this going, this Higgy process going over the next, you know, five and five, uh, five to ten years, or even beyond? Yeah, I, I think where we're, we're going to go is kind of where healthcare started, where there's a local community doctor that was maybe in the town that would, would see you in the community and know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because what what this is really doing is it's it's allowing for organizations, whether it's the YMCA or your church or a community center or the homeless shelter or your employer really to provide a, a place where someone can stop in and do an assessment really on demand. Uh, think about other industries. If you want to download a movie, you can get on demand. If you want to get an Uber on the, you can get an Uber or Lyft on demand, right? Um, in healthcare, there's still this lag. And so what I see is, is a future in which there's democratization of data and consumerization so that consumer can actually do a, a self-screening of, them, uh, of, their, of their health uh, have that data, select who they trust to actually share that information with to get those recommendations. And they can get that all completed at the community at a, at a Walgreens, at a CVS, at a Kroger, um, at, at, at um, you know, a YMCA um, in, a, in the community where they are. And what that's going to allow us to do is, you know, identify issues much sooner, uh, much easier to treat issues earlier in the process than later in the process. So we're going to be able to attack them early in the process, give someone awareness of their risk factors uh, because myself, as a um, um, a consumer who who went through and saw my father and my uncle have had you know uh, traumatic things happen when I was 11 years old, mm-hmm. you know, I never never smoked a cigarette, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to avoid that like the plague, right? Um, I run, I don't even remember the number anymore, but it's over 35 marathons since it's recorded. <laughs> I don't know if you're wrong, but I think oh, wow. it's 36 or 37 marathons. Um, and, uh, the doctors in the call, I know marathons maybe aren't good for your health, but it actually keeps me, uh, uh motivated to stay healthy and active. So it's, it's my trigger to, to keep going in that whole process. Mm-hmm. But regardless of all that stuff, I still went in at 35 years old and had to beg the doctor to do a CT scan because I was concerned about my health and I personally have heart disease, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as if 
um, I did anything wrong. It's just I had really bad genes, right? So I'm doing mm-hmm. the right things to actually manage that um, every day. So I think the future of healthcare is is where consumers can access healthcare in the community with really no barriers, affordability, convenience, you know, costs, and all that's moved out of the system where you can do it the community cost effectively, and then take action um, to to avoid more catastrophic issues. And we're moving this to the, the community so that um, really everyone has access to it. So that's that's where I see the future, and that's what I'm excited about what we're doing and you know what other organizations are doing. And again, there's there's a lot of uh, lot of uh, you know, of our customers that are doing really innovative things, um, providing access in the community. Uh, there's also, you know, you know, places like the YMCA and churches um, that are they're doing some really innovative ways of helping screen and identify issues sooner. And this isn't about, you know, avoiding, you know, and, and not going to the doctor or not going to the hospital. You know, in our world, our data is actually free to move and it goes into Epic at Rush, the University Medical Group here in Chicago. So we can share that data. It goes into the health plan to the care managers. So it's democratizing that, making sure that data gets there. So what we're doing is we're removing the collection um, from having to do the collection at the doctor's office. And that way, the doctor now can triage and identify which patients have an urgent issue where they need to prioritize seeing them and which patients are doing a great job. And you might just give them a high five and tell them to keep up the good work. So we're going to allow the doctors to practice at the higher level of their practice and reach those that really need the care. And those that, that are healthy uh, can can avoid the, the the time that takes to, to take off of work, to wait for a doctor, the copay, the parking, all the other things that you don't want to do when, um, when you're healthy and you don't need to see the doctor at that point. So that's I think that's the future of healthcare that, that I'm excited about. I love it. I love it, Jeff. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your own personal habits, you know, since since it seems like you have heart disease that runs in your family. I mean, I personally, as you probably know, I, I lost my dad when he was 58 to heart disease. His, his heart, first heart attack was, was his last. Um, I'm prone to it. And so I guess, I guess for someone in that situation where heart disease runs in your family, just on a personal basis, you do recommend they get like a CT scan and get checked out, right? And just make sure they're, they're optimal, right? Um, I don't know. You're inspiring me now. I feel like I should run into the doctor and get a CT scan in, in about an hour. Well, I'm not going to say that. I have some <laughs> other information that I can't share about other parts of whatever, but I, I can say that the information that I saw as I went through and I looked at my labs, I had labs in which I had an HDL that was very low and I had uh-huh. an LDL that was very high. So that ratio didn't make me feel so comfortable. And I had other factors that I was considering right. with other people that I know. Um, and I got to the point after I did a couple of different tests, I just, I really wanted to know where I stood and I was right. 35 years old. And I, I just felt like it was important to kind of see where I was, how aggressive right. I could be or not be. And I took that action and I didn't just go and got a CT scan tomorrow. <laughs> I took several <laughs> other tests in the process to identify right. that it was the right thing to do. Uh, to be, be very fair on that, that wasn't something that was even reimbursed by my insurance because right. they didn't, they didn't see a risk factor. I mean, this was a healthy 35 year old that. I did a stress test and I ran 21 minutes, I think, on the treadmill. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, the, the the leads actually fell off my chest just from the sweat. I mean, I was running a 307 marathon, qualified mm-hmm. for Boston that year. So it wasn't as if I was going to have a problem doing a stress test because I was in pretty optimal shape as far as my cardiovascular system. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't have heart disease, right? So, mm-hmm. But the system doesn't look into the details of genetics. You know, in, in, when I did this in 19 or 2005, the way we're going to look at this in, in 2025, right? So there's going to be a much difference in how healthcare works from in those 20 years, I believe. And I just happened to be on the front end of this and, you know, spent time with my dad as 
he was going to, you know, the, the doctors are going to, you know, when we went over to the Cleveland Clinic to have his fourth open heart surgery and just realized that maybe I was in a different situation where I had a, a family history that was a little more dramatic than, than the average person. And, uh, you know, I just, I just took action, I guess, in that situation. So I am not the doctor on the phone here and I'm not making that recommendation, but I, I am making the recommendation that you, you don't avoid your history and you don't put your head in the sand on your history because, you know, in certain parts of my life, I'd say I was just like, I'd rather not know. Right. Right. Um, and, and honestly, uh, that's something that I can say without having a doctor on the call is that uh, you, you can't live in fear of the future. Actually, I felt very liberated when I found out that I had this issue. Um, at the time, I, I was just dating my, my wife now, and she's a doctor. She's an OB-GYN. And, you know, it's, it's a situation where you just knew you knew where you stood and you knew what you had to do. And, and to me, uh, I'd rather know than not know. And it, it does no good to put your head in the sand. So I think that's one thing I would say to everybody is, is uh, take a look at your family history um, and understand that you know not only do your labs and your blood pressure and those things you know all matter, but your family history matters and, and other assessments that uh, have a big contributing factor to your overall health. And those are the things that I would I would strongly recommend that people um, don't don't uh, don't avoid, uh, which is yeah. something easy to do. No, Jeff, this is great. This is great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to, um, you know, I, I know how busy you are, so I didn't want to take up, you know, too much time. But I, I think the most important thing is um, really appreciate you sharing your story with us, your background, you know, you, what you guys are doing at Higgy is phenomenal. It really is consumerizing or democratizing healthcare. It's really exciting to see the distribution, the growth, the volume you guys are doing. I guess my last question for you is like along, along the lines of the future of healthcare, right? Um, your example on a personal basis is a, is a great micro example of like what you guys are doing. You guys are getting all this great data. Are, are there any other great other data sources out there? So as you know, on the show, we talk about everything from like CRISPR to genomics to predictions to health records to the longitudinal opportunities of like EHR records. Any any other data sources or workflows that you, you are excited about like um, Higgy interfacing with in the future that you know can culminate into something even more powerful for the, uh, the consumer. Yeah, uh, with, without sharing some of the things that maybe our, our customers are doing with us right now, I, I think sure. the, the key thing is, is you want to think through the signals that are actually going to impact your health, and those signals can include things like what food you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. uh, the signals are going to be how physically active are you. They're going to include things like how sedentary are you, um, how active if your habits change and what you're doing within your cell phone, which is one of the biggest predictors of what's going on with your, your life every day. Um, to, to, you know, obviously the obvious ones around pharmacy, claims data, genomics data. And, and if you think about that, um, a retail pharmacy is a, and a grocery store is a really good place to get a lot of signals of that information mm -hmm. that I just laid out there. So, uh, I, I think those are those are all really important sources, um, along with your mobile phone, that really gives a good signal of what's what's happening. And it, when when that data is something that you have access to as a consumer, and we democratize that and give the consumer the empowerment to actually do something with that by sharing that with you know an, an AI engine or a doctor or a coach or a pharmacist. Uh, that's really what excites me. And those are the, the types of data sources that you know, really only can be brought together with the consumer in mind. The consumer is going to have to give consent to pull a lot of these different sources together. And again, that's where I applaud what CMS has done 
uh, with with the interoperability and patient access, so, you know, over the last couple of years, and really saying, you know, how do I give the consumer? I mean, as, as a Medicare uh, participant, you know, give them access to their claims data. You know, they've been pushing the industry, whether they're health plans or health systems, to do the same. Um, so I think that, that that will lead a long way also to um, to, to garnering uh, a, a world in which um, we can really start bending the curve and, and really breaking the curve on some of these things because we're going to get to these issues sooner um, and they're much more treatable when they're, they're happening sooner than what you wait for someone who's already been diagnosed with diabetes or, or has the heart attack or stroke. I love it. I love it, Jeff. No, this is this is great. I mean, you're you're. Um you're, you're painting a super exciting future, you know, lots of different possibilities that are, are in front of us. And obviously your leadership is playing a huge role in this uh, phenomenon of democratizing um, healthcare, access to one's own data, you know, being able to get, you know, more intelligence on one's own information a lot quicker, a lot sooner. And, you know, just I applaud, you know, the traction and growth that you guys are experiencing. So I really appreciate it, Jeff. Um, let me, ask you, what would be a good way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they would like to do so? And if you want people getting hold of you. No, I absolutely do. So again, if, if anybody has a, a passion for uh, of, of, of changing the way people access healthcare and giving the consumer actionable health recommendations, um, I, I'm interested in talking to health plans, whether it's managed care or commercial populations. Uh, we're working with a lot of innovative providers and, and even uh, employers and some of the IT wellness uh, and population health vendors that are servicing those markets. So um, those are, are people that would uh, would want to reach out to me. Just feel free to just email me. It's probably the best way. And my, my email is the letter J Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T at Higgy.com, which is H-I-G-I.com. Again, J Bennett at Higgy.com. Super. Super. Jeff, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you for sharing your origin, your passions, and your vision of the future for healthcare, which is super exciting. And love to have you back on the show as you guys work on more projects, gain even more growth and distribution. Uh, and love for you to share kind of, you know, more things that you're seeing. It's a fast moving market in an exciting time in healthcare. So, you know, every six months that goes by, it almost feels like it's a new emerging world than it was the prior. But, um, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Jeff, again, thank you so much. Thank you for making time this week. It was great. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much.